This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Experts call this the deadliest tornado season in over 50 years and the most expensive. But what's causing the awful weather? We get events like this about once every 20 to 30 years. There are subdivisions now in what used to be farmland. It's just provided these storms more things to destroy. Then, black males are disproportionately represented in America's prison system. We'll talk to an ex-con and former drug dealer who's on a mission to make things better. Whatever I have to go through to get to where I'm going, I refuse to live that kind of life that I lived prior to prison. Most people, they don't take that option away. We'll have both those stories and more for you on this week's InfoTrack. Don't go away. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. This spring, we've seen the deadliest tornado season in nearly six decades. But why? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with an expert to find out. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Kevin Simmons. He's the Corrigan Chair of Economics at Austin College in Sherman, Texas, and has spent his career studying tornado casualty tolls and their economic impact. He's also co-authored a book called Economic and Societal Impacts of Tornadoes. Now, you're an economist. How did you become a tornado expert? Well, I don't consider myself an expert, but when I was in graduate school back in the 1990s, I had done some work on hurricane issues. And the first job that I had after graduate school was in Oklahoma City just about the time in 1999 when the big tornado hit that was so traumatic. I then found myself as the only economist in the entire state of Oklahoma that had done any work on windstorms at all. So very quickly I got brought into this as a research agenda and it just grew because there were so many topics that social scientists had never even evaluated on things like natural hazards before. Nearly 500 Americans have lost their lives in at least 50 deadly twisters this spring. So what do you think is going on? Why has this been such a dangerous spring for tornadoes? Well, you know, we get events like this about once every 20 to 30 years. The last time we had an event that comes close to this was in 1974. What's changed between the 70s and right now is that we have had a large growth in population. In other words, there are subdivisions now in what used to be farmland. And so, in a way, it's just provided these storms more things to destroy as they go through these areas. It is rare that you have a combination of a violent, long-track series of tornadoes that confronts a populated area. So it's not the case that anything different is going on. This is a part of nature's cycle. We are just unfortunate that we've had some events that were large, were long-track, and impacted populated areas, and that's never a good combination. Early warning systems have improved dramatically in the last few decades, but why are those warning systems not effective enough this year? Warning systems have done over the last 50 years a dramatic reduction in fatalities and injuries, particularly on what would be considered a more typical tornado or tornado outbreaks. Unfortunately, when you're looking at a tornado like happened in Joplin, Missouri, 
that is an EF4 strength. In other words, we're talking about 200 miles an hour. It's a half to three-quarters mile wide, and it went through the center of a huge populated area. It wouldn't have mattered if those people had 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes of warning. In this case, they had over 20 minutes, but it wouldn't have mattered because if you're in the path of that storm and don't have a safe place to go like an engineered room that can withstand those winds, that home is going to be destroyed and the occupants of that home are very likely going to be injured or unfortunately killed. There's been some discussion about building large government storm shelters in these areas that are most prone to tornadoes. Are those worth the investment? Well, it depends on how you approach it. This conversation came up after the Oklahoma City tornadoes. In fact, what the state of Oklahoma and FEMA did in one of the responses was that they provided a subsidy of $2,000 to anyone who was willing to install a shelter in their home. Now, we did a study, and as it turned out, the cost for each avoided fatality, because remember, again, in the big scheme of things, tornado fatalities are still very rare. Mm -hmm. It costs somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 million for each avoided fatality. Now, let's look at it from a different perspective. We also did a study a few years after that, and we were looking at the effect that having one of these shelters had on resale. And what we found was that there was a significant increase in price of about $4,000 for the average home. So it depends on how you look at it. I would not be in favor of the government providing these things using taxpayer money. But from an individual standpoint, it may not be a bad investment. We know that not every area of the country has basements as a common feature in a home, but if you do, that's always the best choice. A basement is a great place to be during a tornado because if you're underground, your survivability is much higher than if you're on the first or certainly the second floor of a home. The problem is in much of the area that are affected by tornadoes, basements are not a very common feature of a home. Like in the southeast, for instance, the water table is so high mm -hmm. that building a basement, it just doesn't happen because it's structurally a difficult thing to do. We're talking with Dr. Kevin Simmons. He's the Corrigan Chair of Economics at Austin College in Sherman, Texas. He's an expert in tornado casualty tolls and their economic impact. One interesting part of your research is regarding the timing of a storm and how that affects casualties. Tell us about right. that. Well, we got some grant money from NOAA to look at the effectiveness of Doppler radar. If you'll remember, Doppler radar was installed beginning the early 1990s. They finished the installation in 1997. And the government had spent almost $2 billion installing and training all the people to use this new technology. Now, before Doppler radar was installed, the average lead time was about five minutes from the warning to the first touchdown of a tornado. After the installation of Doppler radar, that increased to almost 10 minutes. It's now almost 20 minutes for the average lead time. And what we found was that as lead time goes up, not surprisingly, casualties go down. It's a very significant result. In fact, it was a result of about 25 to 30 percent reduction in casualties as you increased up to about 15 minutes. Now, beyond 15 minutes, that result begins to become weaker, and there's a very good reason for that. Most storms that have the very long lead times, the 30-minute lead times, are exactly the kinds of storms that we observed on Sunday. These are the long-track, large tornadoes. They're the easiest ones to detect, and the forecasters are very anxious to get that warning out there early. 
essentially what this says is that except for those extremely rare events, like what we observed on Sunday and what we observed a month ago in Alabama, the warnings have been an incredibly effective way to reduce casualties, both fatalities and injuries. Dr. Simmons, if you were given control of the entire system and could make one or two tweaks that you think would be the most cost-effective way to save the most lives in these tornado situations, what would it be? Well, a couple of things. For one thing, a much more aggressive public information campaign for people to get things like these NOAA weather radios. You know, you can buy that NOAA weather radio for about $20 at any local hardware store or big box store. And one thing we found in our research is that tornadoes that during the day would not kill anybody are very lethal if they happen overnight. The reason for that is pretty obvious. People are asleep. They're not watching TV. They're not listening to the radio. One of these NOAA weather radios would significantly change the fatality rate from overnight tornadoes, we would see a reduction in annual fatalities of about 20%. The other thing I would do is make it very clear that when people buy new homes, that there are inexpensive things that they can do when they're building a new home or buying a new home, that maybe that home wouldn't withstand what happened in Joplin, Missouri, but it would make it more structurally sound to handle the more typical F1 or F2 tornado. There are some builders in the Oklahoma area that had taken this to heart after the 1999 tornado, and for a fairly nominal amount of money, one builder told me about $500, he could create a home that could essentially survive any tornado up to about an F2. And when you consider that 90% of all tornadoes are F2 and lower, that would really change the survivability of these events. Now, what happened in Joplin, what happened in Alabama, can you build a house that could withstand that? The answer is yes, but then you'd have to ask yourself, could you afford to buy it? I think on those events, we're going to have to think about different ways that we can approach them because they are so rare and so difficult to plan for. Very valuable information. Dr. Kevin Simmons, the Corrigan Chair of Economics at Austin College in Sherman, Texas, and the co-author of the book, Economic and Societal Impacts of Tornadoes. Is there a place online where people can learn more about you? AustinCollege.edu, and you just have to follow the links to get to the faculty pages. I also have a blog, The Economics of Natural Hazards. You can also find information about the book on our publisher's website, which is the American Meteorological Society. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. I was happy to do it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, a former drug dealer and ex-con wants to help other African Americans escape the temptations of the street. The surprising story, coming up. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.